0: Let's go to Mark sixteen shall we? the title of my um talk today is called that which was impossible has now become our reality. So let's go to mark sixteen shall we? Jesus said here, and by the way, when Jesus actually um gave this information to the uh to the church or the apostles, they didn't have the faintest uh, as to what he was talking about. They'd never heard anything like this prior. And they had really no idea what was going to happen. But the key was, he said to them to go into Jerusalem and to be praying there. And he said, you'll receive the Holy Ghost and power will come upon you. But here he's just defining, if you like, what will happen. Verse 17. And these signs or miracles shall follow them that believe. He said, in my name they shall cast out devils. Uh, In my name they shall speak with new tongues. And then he said, they shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. Well, there's a bit of a thought there, folks, when he talks about to take up serpents, the word up means to take away, to remove. And in context, when it talks about serpents, it's really referring to um, a type of sly cunning or an artful malicious person especially especially Satan. So what it's really saying to us, folks, is that once you're filled with the Holy Ghost, you'll understand the gospel. We won't be tricked by the other false gospels that are out there because we know where they came from. And um, I was brought up in the Catholic system and all you had to do was get confirmed and then you had a license to do whatever you liked. And there's other churches out there that talk about um, just believing and you're saved but they're really a, a, a disgrace and, and they're really an artful uh, false gospel. And, of course, once you've received the Holy Ghost, we have an understanding of the real gospel. And then uh, Jesus went on to say, uh, and they say, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So then after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven and sat on the right hand of God. And they went forth, preaching everywhere, the Lord, the Lord confirming the word, the signs following. And the key to all this really, folks, is that when the Lord spoke this to them, they really had no idea what he was talking about until it came to the day of Pentecost and they're there praying and then suddenly they began to speak in tongues. And uh, uh, as my thought was, what was impossible was now a new reality. They actually had a full relationship with God through the power of the Holy Ghost. And what God was going to do was to personally teach them he was going to love them. He was going to answer their prayers. And uh, for instance, today we've got what's called a Holy Ghost meeting and we've heard testimonies of folk that have had uh, wonderful changes in their lives. We've heard the word of God being preached. Um, and, of course, in our meetings we have the spiritual gifts. But this is all part of the Holy Ghost uh, within us and uh, God wants to heal us. So later on we'll have a prayer line because we're expecting God to heal us. And God wants to teach us, which is why we're hearing uh, words or comments or scripture from the Bible, because it's God's word. So within the framework of the church, uh, the Holy Ghost meeting, which we're having today, is significant to our life and to our fellowship. In fact, um, during the course of the week, when you're back at work, we have a meeting on Sundays. We also have a meeting on Wednesdays. And the Wednesday meeting, again, another Holy Ghost meeting, is significant to our walk. It's uh, it's like a watering hole. And I say that in the context when God led Israel through the wilderness, they would have gone from watering hole to watering hole. That's the only way they could have survived. So God would have was taking them on a path. He was feeding them, but he was also protecting them and looking after them. So they would have needed water. So to us, our Wednesday night, is a watering hole. And when we come along to that meeting, we're going to be fed by the word, We're going to hear, uh, the gifts of the Spirit, which is God talking to us, and there'll be a prayer line where God can heal us. And it's just important to remember this. This is God's way of dealing with His people. Uh, we come together. Of course, there's a whole range of things that happen. But however, within the Holy Ghost meeting framework, God wants to teach us, He wants to heal us, and He wants to guide us, and all the people said. And His way of doing that was through the Holy Ghost. So, we have here a little example. Now, I just want to share with you a little thought. We, we live in perilous times at the moment. There's no doubt about it. We can see prophecy being fulfilled in the Middle East and, uh, just the general decay of society. <clears throat> and, uh, it's difficult times, but there's nothing new in this. We'll just go back to it. Uh, where is it? In fact, just go to Matthew number 10 first. Uh, and this was a scripture that was particularly relevant to, um, to me and uh, my wife when we both were single and got saved and down in Matthew 10 verse 57 or verse 36 a man's foes shall be they of his own household he that loveth father or mother more than me is not worthy of me he that loveth son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me and then he said he that taketh not his cross and followeth after me is not worthy of me but that particular scripture about Um, loving the Lord more than your parents was particularly uh, real to me because I'd got saved and my parents weren't believers at all. And, of course, when you go home, things are not the same. Parents are wanting to know why you're going to the meetings and why uh, you're talking about the Lord and why you're reading your Bible. And how come you don't drink anymore? Well, praise the Lord, that's what the Lord does for us. But, however, what you begin to realize is the importance of the Scripture in loving the Lord more than any other relationship you've ever had before. And it's significant that we understand that and it's wonderful that we can do it because God really is our Father and he's the one that wants to teach us and lead us and to get us through difficulties. He knows the future. He knows what's going to happen and there's lots of prophecies about that. But however, the the fundamental is that we love the Lord more than our parents or any other previous relative that we've ever had. And, uh, it's worthy. So, I'd just like to go, shall we, to, um, uh, Luke, Luke 21, verse 19. And your patience, the Lord said, possess ye your souls. And when you shall see Jerusalem compassed by enemies, then know that the desolation thereof is nigh. And let them which are in Judah flee to the mountains, and let them which are in the midst of it, uh, uh Jerusalem depart out, and let not them that in the countries entered there into, so the interesting concept about this: this was going to be a prophecy, and uh, for those that were spirit filled, uh, the Lord said this well before it happened. Uh, <clears throat> in fact, this is really talking about when the Romans attacked Jerusalem and destroyed it, which was about 70 A.D. roughly during that whole period. And the significance of this is that. Um, those that were spirit-filled and believers would have written this down. And this would have been a scripture in their letters and in their lifestyle that they would have been aware of but didn't know what it meant. However, the day that the Romans begin to surround Jerusalem and are attacking the Jews, the spirit-filled would have looked at this scripture and said, it's time to go. The Lord's given us advice that when you see Jerusalem surrounded by the enemies, don't don't hang around, don't uh, don't don't get too caught up on their life. It's time to go. So you can imagine the only people on the face of the earth that knew what was happening were the spirit-filled, and they had the power of God, and they also had a Scripture, particularly this prophecy, and they would have looked at, oh wait a minute, the enemies surrounding Jerusalem. It's time to go. So they uh, the battle went for about four or five years roughly. However, they would have had to say, right, we can't stay here, we've got to go. Let's get granny, let's get the kids, let's grab some food. And they probably had friends out in the country and so on and so forth. We're leaving Jerusalem, we're moving on. And uh, of all the people on the face of the earth, it was only the spiritual believers that understood the importance of it. Because when the Romans came in, they completely destroyed Jerusalem and the temple, it was gone. burnt. Uh, not a rock was left on top of another rock. The key, the key point I wanted to make, folk, was that this was really important information that the Lord had given to his spiritual believers. And our little thought was uh, that which is impossible is our new reality. Uh, you can't believe that without the Holy Ghost. However, once you've got the Holy Ghost, you can. The interesting thing is, there might have been some young folk there that have just got spirit-filled and their parents aren't believers. And they're saying, well, the Scripture says it's time to go. And the parents are saying, we're not going anywhere. Why are you going? You see, and if you love the Father more in heaven more than the, your parents and your family, you're going, no, no, this is too important. God who loves me wants me out and wants to protect me, look after me. You had to make that stand in your mind and your heart and go, yep, I do love the Lord. And the words that he had given, and we looked through some of Mark 16, are more important than anything else. And it's because he loves me, he wants to save me. So the decision would have been made, we have to go. It's time to go. And uh, I guess today we, we live in a very similar time, folks. Um, the world's in turmoil. Uh, the standard church out there is in turmoil as well. However, the spiritual community which is all those that have received the Holy Ghost and spoken tongues have an understanding and a vision about what God has given to them. In fact, let's go through, we'll have a quick look. Mark chapter 10, verse 23. And Jesus looked around about and said unto the disciples, How hardly shall they that have riches enter into the kingdom of God? And the disciples were astonished at his words. Jesus answered again and said unto them, Children, how hard is it for them that trust in riches to enter into the kingdom of God. It's easier uh, for a camel to go through the a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom. And they were astonished out of measure, saying within themselves, how can this be? Jesus, looking upon them, said, with men it is impossible, but not with God. For with God, all things are possible. So uh, when we begin to think about the changes that God has made within us, all things are possible, and all the people said. And we begin to think about our commission, which is to go and preach the gospel, and we fic- expect folk to come along and get baptized, and all the people said. Because that's what God said. So what was impossible for us is our, our, is our new reality once you receive the Holy Ghost. And you can believe in that. That your testimony and the things that you talk about will have a change on people's lives. And, uh, you Ill- it's, it's so easy at the moment, folks, to um, be distracted by all the rubbish of politics and all the other stuff that's happening. But the real issue is that God has got others that He wants to get spirit filled. There's others out there that will get baptized before He returns. So we're looking for that last person that's going to get baptized and receive the Holy Ghost. That's our commission. We're looking for that person out there that the Lord's going to bless us with for the opportunity to have a chat. I'll leave it there.